Hey, y'all out there. This is Bo Billingsley, the voice of Jet Black and the Fourth Raikage. You're listening to The Night Nerd. Stay tuned because all kinds of good things will be happening. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and normally we would talk some history, but things are different these days. And just like last week, we have a special guest. I sent out the call on my personal Facebook to doctors and nurses and people on the front lines of the pandemic because I'm just a podcaster. I'm not a credible source. I am not an expert. Uh, don't listen to me. I mean, my my opinions are just that, opinions. It's just like watching somebody on YouTube and stuff. It, yeah, don't do it. Um, but I know there are important messages to be said. I know there are things to be shared and told. And so I wanted to bring in people. And my, my friends, my family, I mean, I consider my friends family, they came through in droves. And I honestly had enough to do like a whole week. Uh, or more, but due to scheduling and timing, I only had, got the chance to record with two people. And today, my good friend Jill, who I've known forever, we have matching tattoos, um, she's awesome, I love her to death, she's a nurse in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, doing the COVID testing and everything right there on the front lines, got to talk to her. Um, yeah, so she's going to tell us a little bit about the testing process, what she does, what it goes through, what it means for you, like the outcome it can have and the things that could happen to you. So sit back, listen, take notes. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, Jill. Hey guys, I'm Jill. I am a pediatric nurse. So I guess during like the whole pandemic stuff so far, I've been in the ER working. I've also been working on our COVID unit at work and been going around the hospital doing the COVID swabs for all of the kids in the clinics and on the inpatient units and pre-surgery and kids that are getting like MRIs, CT scans, or anything that they're needing sedation for. So you, you talk about the the tests, the, the sampling, the swabbing and stuff. Is it a different process depending on kid versus grown-up? So as far as I know, and from what I've seen, it's the same process. We're doing the same process at work for kids as well as employees that we're testing. But I know that from a lot of people that we've talked to or heard about that have gone to other places to have the testing done, that it kind of looks a little bit different depending on where they're going. Right. And what is the process that you do for the, the testing? Like, let's say I come in, I'm like, hey, Jill, I symptom A, symptom B, kind of not feeling great. I want to get checked out. Like what is, what does that process look like? So um, things have kind of changed as the pandemic's gone on and there's like new and different rules happening all the time. Um, it started out with less testing happening and now there's more testing happening just to kind of 
cover everything. And since it's becoming more widespread in Texas now, um, but the swabs that we're doing are nasopharyngeal swabs. So those are the ones that you hear people being like, oh yeah, they're like poking your brain. Basically, that's exactly what that is. So I know that's from what I've seen, that's what they're supposed to be. But I know people who have gotten them done have said that they don't really go very far, that they're just kind of doing like right at the surface. Okay. So. My a question I've seen a lot of people uh, online, because we have so many experts on medical stuff now, but okay. they people talk about how we can get a DNA swap from the inside of our cheek. But this has to you know, be that and they say invasive, but they've obviously never had an invasive surgery if they consider a swab up the nose invasive. But why, why is that, you know, why is it up the nose? Uh, is, that, is that like a better sampling pot, gathering spot? Like why, why that? That is a fabulous question. I have kind of wondered the same thing because if they're saying, you know, it's from respiratory droplets, then like, we've had people ask, oh, can, like, I'd much rather have my throat swabbed. Can we do that instead of the nose one? And I would love to have answers to that. I just think since it's so new, there hasn't necessarily been a whole lot of research done, but they've used, I mean, we use the nasopharyngeal swabs even before the COVID stuff for any kind of respiratory yeah. illness going on just a basic swab for you know flu or rhino enteral we see a lot of um the only one we really do in the throat is just a strep swab okay. i guess maybe that's the if it's not broke don't fix it you know you're already able to get all these other results from there um so on your end so you you shove a thing up my nose and swirl it around and stuff then what happens like, what so, do you do with it after that? So ours, we do the swab up the nose, supposed to twist it around for 10 seconds. And then it comes with the, the swab is kind of like a really long Q-tip, but it's smaller and it's like real bendy and flexible. So it's not like you're just getting straight stabbed with a Q-tip. It, you know, fits where it will actually go the route it's supposed to I guess you could say <laughs> but it comes with like a little vial that you just put the end and break off the part that your hand's been on you break off that part and the swab part with the q-tip thingy that's actually gone in your nose that part goes into the vial and then we send it off to lab for them to process everything Cool. And those, those labs. So you're, you're in the DFW Metroplex. You're, you're like in it. And here in Lubbock, you know, we have a pretty big medical community also. Do they do that testing? You say send it to the lab. Is that an in-house lab or is that the CDC? I mean, where, or does it just depend? Is there multiple places it goes? Yeah. So now that we're starting to do more tests, um, we've got a few different ways it can be ordered. So we've got rapid in-house swabs that when those are done, it's usually for like anybody who's going to surgery um, or kids who are symptomatic and gonna be admitted. 
So those usually come back in like two to four hours. Um, and then we've also got in-house testing that's not the rapid one. So those we swab like direct admissions or kids who get admitted but aren't having symptoms and um, they get that test done and it's usually back in like 12 to 24 hours um, a lot of the people who come in through the er we do a send out test on um, if they're not symptomatic and they're medically stable totally fine then we'll just do a send out one on them um, we send it to I think they go to UT Southwestern and they run all the tests like in batches so those I believe take a few days to come back that's cool yeah I know we were looking at like um, CVS they're testing it's they're like oh it'll be six to ten days before your results it's like well that's your quarantine time almost there you know you're just half of your, yeah. your time marked out um speaking of the testing I I have a question I know and I don't want to dive down the conspiracy rabbit hole or anything like that, but I have a, I know a guy, I'm not going to say he's a friend. He's like a friend of a friend. It's, you know, somebody I might wave at at the bar, but he, he's one of those that definitely has his thoughts and opinions of, of all this. Um, he's been showing all the symptoms he's home right now. He's super, super sick, everything like that. Um, let's say that he got like bad enough that he came into the hospital and he doesn't want to get tested because fake virus, blah, blah, all that stuff. But when somebody comes in right now, is that, can, you know, I know y'all kind of do a standard on, you know, you test for your standard ABCD virus. Is this now a standard test that you do if somebody comes in showing symptoms? Yes. Um, it is. Yeah, we're basically doing it for people coming in who are showing symptoms, who haven't already had the test done, like within the last few days, or haven't already had a positive result. Um, but there are people who are coming in like that, who if they're not medically stable, they need to be admitted, then we're like, it's just to help cover us and know what kind of protective equipment and stuff that we need to be wearing just to keep ourselves safe and to keep the other patients safe too. So we're asking that everybody get swabbed. Most people haven't had a problem with that. There have been a few people who don't want to get the swab. And basically after we tell them, uh, if you don't want to get the swab, then you're going to be put on the unit with all the other COVID kids then most of them are like, okay, fine. Like swap, swap my kid. I don't yeah. want to be put there. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the, you do the test to see what you need to do, what y'all need to wear all week on the show. I've been talking about mask and things. Um, Cause you know, that's, that's the hot button word right now. Yeah. What kind of mask do you wear? Uh, is it a different mask? Like when you're testing versus when you're just at the hospital or how, what, what is your wardrobe of mask, I guess, is what I'm asking. So at the hospital, everybody right now is required to wear the regular, like, surgical mask, which is just the yellow mask that you probably see a lot of people go, like, wearing if you go to a medical place or something. We're also required to wear goggles or a face shield right now, and that's for everybody that we're coming into contact with just because there are so many asymptomatic 
carriers right now. Um, and we've just had so many people go out because they've had exposures that the kid or the person wasn't showing any symptoms and those nurses and, you know, other medical people have had to be out and quarantine for the two weeks just to like be on the safe side and not spread it. But as far as like when we're taking care of a kid that we know is COVID positive, we're wearing the N95 mask. Um, those were running out of different sizes right now. So now we're wearing the big poppers, which is like the big yellow hazmat suit, I guess you could call it, with the thing, the big bubble over your head and all that stuff. But we're wearing those for the positive patients, especially if we're doing um, what they're calling the aerosol generating procedure. So any kind of like nebulizers or a lot of the respiratory treatments are depending like what kind of oxygen they may or may not be requiring or even if it's just their baseline oxygen that kind of changes what we're wearing but um when we are in the actual swab roll and going around and swabbing all the kids we're wearing the n95 mask um, speaking of the people needing oxygen uh needing help with that if you could, uh, the for our listeners, people who have to go through that, what what is that process? Because I know, like, I, I've seen some things online where it's just a mask, like you're going to the dentist or something, but then I've seen other ones where they're shoving tubes down your throat. Um, one of those sounds more fun, I guess, than the other one, but, what, you know, I, I guess does it depend on the severity as far as, like, what what you have to do with that? Yeah. And that's not just with COVID, that's with like any, you know, breathing issues way before COVID that if somebody required oxygen, you know, you always start out with the least invasive, which is usually like the little thing that goes in your nose. And then just depending on how well they pick up and they're doing with that would depend on if they need more oxygen or you know, to the point of having to be intubated and stuff. But yeah. that's been forever with all the respiratory things, not just with the COVID stuff. That's good. Yeah, I think there, there's a weird disconnect where a lot of people, again, all these internet experts that watch YouTube and stuff, um, they, these procedures, these things are stuff that, like you said, y'all have been doing forever with other things, you know? And so it's, right. it's very much... Um, a trial and error like you said you know we're still learning we're still trying to figure stuff out and that's that's how science works you know you know that like okay we're going to try especially being in medical okay we're going to give you this prescription oh it didn't work we're going to give you this one right. but right you know right now everybody's seeing that in real time and so I, they don't i don't they, you know they understand or what they see is well this didn't work so they're wrong it's like no science trial and error like uh, it's right. I, I try to use an example of like uh and you of all people you you can get this like when you're cooking like you're you're making um a steak or a brisket or any other of the delicious food that y'all make you know you didn't get your seasoning right on the first try you, you know you you try okay okay we're just gonna do salt and pepper mm, let's add some garlic oh let's add this let's add this and um I, now i'm hungry but 
<laughs> but I mean, I think that's kind of the, the same thing. And that's what, you know, I, I hope people out there, people listening will cut y'all some slack. Uh, you know, you're out there in the thick of it on the front line and stuff. And I, hopefully they'll look at it, you know, through, through your eyes or at least understanding and compassionate eyes. So I, I don't know, uh, I guess before we leave final, final thing, yes or no, should people be wearing masks when they're out in public? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Okay. That's, it's amazing. All the, the medical people I've talked to say yes on that. I, I don't know, but I know. funny how that works. Huh? Yeah. Um, again, Jill, thank you so very much for doing this. Um, yeah. Y'all, yeah, we'll have to hang out again and like not, in an official capacity and just have some fun right. and stuff. Um, be safe out there. Thank you all. Uh, th- just thanks so much, so much for all this information. And uh, yeah, everybody listen to Jill. <laughs> thanks, Lance. <laughs> that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you again so much, Jill. If you didn't notice, if you didn't pick up on context clues, one, I've known Jill a long time Two, her and her husband, run a barbecue business on the side and it is delicious oh my gosh it's so good i miss their barbecue they live so not so far away but they live far enough away um there you have it you know that's a lot of good advice a lot of inside information that now you know and hopefully you know learn better yourself all those things um yeah it it's always good one to talk to a friend, but two, talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about and to see what goes on behind the scenes. I really enjoy that and really like to see things like that. But that does it for today. Make sure you find us on all social media. Just look for the Night Nerd, except Twitch, where we're Night Nerd Podcast. Long story. Uh, email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But until next time, I'm Lance. Stay safe. To the S to the K, put the mask on the face just to make it next day. Fit.